Hey, welcome back to the Common Veterans Podcast. Uh, this is episode nine, Valhalla, the belief that battle brings soldiers to the table of Odin, death and battle, excuse me. The Common Veterans take on this system of subject of, of uh, suicide and PTSD. We are the, the Common, common veterans. veterans. Skull. Okay. Warning, uh, this episode discusses a very sensitive subject with us, the common veterans. This episode discusses suicide, religion, the different beliefs of certain religions, and triggers that could be hard to handle. If you are having any thoughts of suicide, please reach out to 911. Call 988, the National Suicide Hotline, 1-800-273-TALK, 8255, and definitely reach out and talk to somebody. Hey guys, so this is a this is a sensitive subject. This is something that we haven't really broached too much before. We have in the past a little bit about certain items, and this week with with Tony, Fred, and Jeff, and myself, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about something that's kind of near and dear to my heart, Valhalla. All of us have experienced suicide at some point or in our in our life, even if we haven't really ex- experienced it personally. Many of us have. Fred? Yeah, um, uh, in my work as a family practice doc, I've unfortunately had uh, patients that have suicided. I deal with uh, a lot of folks that struggle with depression and struggle with suicidal thoughts or even sometimes ideation. And then personally, I've I've unfortunately had uh, friends um, who have either suicided or uh, attempted suicide. Yeah. This is Jeff, and I, as a police officer, also in the military, have experienced uh, professionally uh, a lot of people who have committed suicide, some who have uh, tried and failed, and personally, uh, a friend of mine committed suicide. And uh, it's just, it's one of the harder things to deal with over the years. And this is Tony. Um, I have not experienced um, in my personal or my military life suicide but suicide is an important topic for me and something that I'm very concerned about. You know, for me, we all know that, that freedomsystem.org was born out of a suicide, unfortunately. You know, and I've, I've had the experience because I've been doing uh, veteran service organizations for a while now with Alpha Nerds Guild and, and with uh, here with Freedom System, obviously. And then, you know, uh, one of my best friends and even me personally, uh, at there was a bullet at the bottom of every bottle when I got home from Iraq. Uh, thank God that <clears throat> I've gotten the help that I have from uh, the rabbi and at the, the vet center and, and from my friends here, Fred and Jeff and Tony and, and uh, my wife, uh, absolutely. My wife um, she, uh, takes me out of dark places and, and gets us and got, got me kind of back to a, a stable place. Not kind of, I, I feel like I'm stable. Yeah. As I mean, stable as you're going to be. We're going to throw you in with the rest of the horses. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least I'm a horse, not a cow. I mean, uh, we'll yeah, get to only that. Only by title, not by length, <laughs> not by girth, only by title. How do you know? I have. Tony told you! Yes, he did. Well, he is a Bud Light guy. He I is nominate. a Bud Light guy. Hey, Tony told. Sorry. Tony told. That's oh, okay. Kenny provided me Blue Moon tonight instead of Bud Light, so thankful for that. Yes, yes. Thanks to our Navy vet for drinking Blue Moon. 
Well, let's talk about life. You know, let's let's talk about what it means as a veteran and what the check that we wrote. Yeah. So so yeah, someone is smarter than me once said that being a veteran means that 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 person had signed a blank check to the government uh, that the government could cash uh, uh, while they were uh, a member of the military up to and including their life. Um, so, you know, we've all taken on that responsibility. Obviously, some of us have, have experienced combat more directly. Um, but like I was talking with a, a group one time um, that anybody who who signed that, signed their name on the dotted line, um, whether they experienced combat or not, they were ready to go. So, you know, there's honor to that. And thank God that uh, all of us made it back from whatever experience we had um, to be here to talk about this today. And being killed in combat, you're talking about, you know, combat situations and giving up uh, your life because you signed the dotted line. Combat itself is not the same as suicide. Um, Even jumping on a grenade? That would be different. It's a combat situation. Yes, it'd be suicide, but you're sacrificing yourself to save your brothers. Yeah. So it's a combat situation. Technically, yeah, it is suicide. But for our purpose here today, um, and, and, and my... It's selflessness. Opinion, it's, yes. it's an act of selflessness. It's not an act of suicide. Right. You're yeah. doing it for the, bene- for the benefit of somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, you're saving your buddies in a combat yeah. situation. Whereas suicide itself is is generally a selfish act. You're you're not considering the damage that you'll eventually do to the people around you who do love you. Uh, you can only think about, and it's it's not necessarily intentionally selfish, um, because oftentimes you're, in, you're you're not thinking straight. So at the time you think you're doing other people a favor, or, or that you can't handle how things are going in your life anymore. And instead of seeking help, you selfishly, unfortunately, decide to end your life. I mean, and that and that's hard, right? Like that's a that's a hard decision to make, even if you're not mentally ill. Mm-hmm. I mean, <clears throat> it's 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 so bad. At some point in the military, it was so bad that they had to make it illegal in the use against the UCMJ. Mm-hmm. Now, Fred, we were talking earlier about if you were to commit suicide while in the service, you would actually lose some benefits. Yes. Um, if you're if you are in the service uh, still serving, um, it jeopardizes all of your benefits for both well for your family, um, and even if you're a veteran, um, for your family not to lose out on on the benefits that you worked so hard to earn and to share with them. Um, the only exception to that rule is uh, currently is if you are seeking treatment uh, through the VA system and you have a VA diagnosis of depression or PTSD. Um, now, again, that does not mean, oh, great, then my family's good. Uh, still don't do that. Still get the help you need because money doesn't replace you. And I can promise you, your family will want you more than they'll want those benefits. Ironically, in most states in the U.S., it's also against illegal. Uh, it is illegal to commit suicide, not just the UCMJ, because there will be repercussions. I mean, at the very least, the police are going to take you. They're probably not going to. Obviously, you have to survive this suicide attempt if you actually follow through. And yeah, they're not going to do anything. But having said that, if you survive the suicide attempt, they're going to put you in a mental hospital. Yeah, many officers will take you all well, around here. They'll take you to Epworth or Bowen Center. 
And I mean, that's for if you're around here in Elkhart, Indiana, so yeah. Elkhart County, rather, go ahead and, and look those up. You'll understand. I, but most people don't know. It's part of the expression illegal to try to commit suicide. And it's something that, you know, you don't really want to do, really, in the long run. It's, it's not it's not beneficial to you. I mean, you, you, you cease to pain, exist. You're going to cause more pain for all those around you who love you. So and the pain doesn't stop. I mean, you cannot separate the body and the soul. You can't separate them because without one, the other ceases to exist. And if you have no soul, that means your body is going to die. If your body dies, that means your soul has separated from you. Yeah, Tony, you were talking earlier about uh, depending on what religion or whatever you uh, aspire to, there's basically four places you can go. What were you talking about earlier? So as, as a Christian, I believe that uh, when I die, I'm going to heaven because I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe in his saving grace uh, for all the sins that I've committed. Um, his grace, um, I'm going to heaven with him. Um, those people who don't believe that, they're, of course, going to hell. Um, then if you're a Catholic, uh, they have something called purgatory. And I think purgatory is kind of a holding um, until the judgment. I think, Kenny, that's what you had said. Right. Until Jesus comes back and judges, then you'll then you'll either go to heaven or it's heaven. That whole, purgatory. that whole left behind, so to speak, right? It's a staging like, area. A like stage, staging area. Staging area. Yeah, like when you're being deployed and they put you in this holding area until you actually deploy. It's the same thing. Are you gonna are you gonna go to heaven? Play with play with harps and angels or are you going to hell and just going to burn and suffer in agony forever so heaven hell purgatory what's the fourth place tony well we were talking about that um nothing there are some people who don't believe in heaven or hell and they believe that you just um cease it's, to exist it's like the nothing it's the black abyss yeah. i mean and that and that was really kind of brought out in today's society and the media today, it would be like Jon Snow when he was killed and he was brought back. What was it? There was nothing. I liked that TV series. That was a good series. It was a good series. Game of Thrones, I liked it. It, it did definitely take a lot of today's, a lot of today's modern issues and bring them into light. But most religions... And I would I can't think of one religion that actually condones suicide. I mean, Christianity, I mean, the, the things that are, are considered as what we would consider suicide, mar- like Christianity and martyr being martyred, that's a, a sometimes could be considered a form of suicide, even though it's hey, there's still a chance that I can live if I go and do this specific thing and say, hey. I want to spread the word of Jesus Christ and you could be headed for it. Well, now you've just created more Christians because you brought that to life. Um, Being, and and most of us that have been in combat, we fought these, these people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The Muslim society um, generally doesn't like suicides with the exception of course, since sometimes in combat, then you'll, if you die in, in fighting, uh, 
infidels uh, or you know you're you're killed in the act of of war for Allah, then you get you, you go to the heaven and get the virgins and uh, like the suicide bomber. It's a yeah. suicide, but it's a they consider it to be more a combat situation. You're know, killing the infidels. Yeah, yeah, but none of the leaders like doing that. No, they got fine riding. Yeah, they don't do that. No, they it's don't, somebody else. They do not do Some that. Some other poor dumb yeah, bastard yeah, has to do exactly. that. Exactly. Exactly. I'll bar my ass, right? Yeah. Yeah. I bet you can't find their ass. Yeah. Yeah. Not from a hole in the ground. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we shouldn't joke about that, but you know, at the same time, you know, and, and Judaism, you know, they are very, very, very much against it. They, uh, they are like. Their, their one exception is, you know, quality of life type things. You know, the the assisted suicide, the the, the Jack of Orkians and, and and what have you. Um, but we don't even really most most people would say that, hey, don't do that. There could be hope for you somewhere. There's there's something. There's there's something to hold on to. There's something to grasp. Your your father, your mother. Your grandmother, your grandfather, your kids, Mm -hmm. for crying out loud, your dog, Mm -hmm. your dog will miss you. I mean, I got dust bunnies. I don't have a dog. (laughs) My dust bunnies will miss me because somebody will come in and clean up and then they'll go away. And they will just return after a month or so. Well, yeah. They always seem to return. They always seem to return. See, I don't have dust bunnies. I have dust kangaroos. I got the big (laughs) bastards. And then, and then we, and then even with the Shinto religions, so or that the religion is, you're going to die as an act of selfless, selflessness. Really, I can't. Other than you know, jumping on a grenade, oh, I can't. Honor. Or honor, yeah. like I, I can't. For an honor, for yeah. honor. But I, I still don't see that as an honorable way of dying. Well, no, of course not. Um, and and that's why we were talking earlier. You know, the last, the last kind of. Uh, big episodes of that was during the world war ii when you had the japanese uh whoever was commanding a post or an island and if they were in danger of being overrun or or taken over then whoever was the commander was supposed to take out the the hairy carry knife and and kill himself as opposed to falling in enemy hands and by doing that it was supposed to be somehow honorable more honorable, spilling your guts on the floor. Um, but for the folks that uh, might have backed down, the second in command was standing above them with a sword ready to behead them if they kind of, you know, lacked lacked the... They, uh, they balked. Yes, if they the, balked at the, the act. And the, the, the typical form of seppuku. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So still, again, just, just mis, misplaced and misguided thoughts on... What is honorable? Because we've all seen, most of us have seen death. And, you know, there's not honorable death. It's just death. It's just death. And we were talking earlier, um, the Shinto, the movie The Last Samurai with Tom Mm -hmm. Cruise, um, kind of embodies that whole thing toward the end. When Tom Cruise presents the emperor with the sword, and he said... um, if you wish it, I'll kill myself with the blade or whatever the terminology was. And the emperor states, no. Out with the old. Out with the old. In with and the new. In with the new. 
we are not going to embrace that anymore because we know that that doesn't death only begets more death. Yeah. We don't get life out of death in certain situations we might, but, and, and I'm general, you don't get it. Darkness begets <clears throat> darkness. Darkness does not beget light. Light begets light. Oh, that was a seven. 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 Cool. Right. That's the end of round one. Yeah. <laughs> one, the common yeah, veteran, right. zero death. That's right. <laughs> Thing, and the time is. Yeah. 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 Who has the number for time and ten? Yeah. <laughs> Five, three, three, four, one, one, one. Do you think anybody would order pizza and send it to us during this podcast? That'd be a great idea. Anybody out there, our local Domino's <laughs> yeah. is. Maybe, maybe when, one day when we go live. Yeah, well, you can send it to my house anytime. I'll, I'll eat it. I'll, I'll, thank you very much. And right? Kenny likes pineapple on pizza. I do like pineapple on pizza. Okay. You want to fight about it? <laughs> hey, hey, Italian though. Italiano, you want to butt? You want to fight me? Didn't that come yeah. from Hawaii, not Italy? Look, I'm not <laughs> Irish. I mean, I'm not Italian. I'm Irish. Holy shit! Well, then you gotta be putting like uh, where did that even? I don't even know where that came from. <laughs> yeah. Try this again. Yeah. There we go. Anyways, so, anyhow, pressing on. What? what uh, Valhalla. Tony, where did Valhalla come from, man? So Valhalla, um, in Old Norse, it's called Valhol. I think I pronounced that right. It's in uh, North mythology. It is the hall uh, for slain warriors who live, and they live blissfully under the leadership of the god Odin. Yeah, so modern-day interpretations of this could be like warrior's heaven. And, um, Jeff, we were talking... Um, Kind of sci-fi TV show yeah. Star Trek has for all you Trekkies out there, yeah, like me. But yeah, yeah. yep, God bless all our Trekkies. Um, uh, Stovacor, uh, for all of you Klingons out there, is basically, if I may broad brush it, the same thing as Valhalla. That's where all the warriors go who die honorably in in combat, etc., etc., etc. And Stovacor is basically, like I say, talking loosely, the same thing in the Klingon culture. So with the Klingons and with uh, the Vikings, they believe that when you die in battle, you go to Valhalla. And if you don't um, die in battle, um, that's considered dishonorable and you go to um, uh, uh, Hel Hel Helhem. Helhem. Or in Star Trek, it's a... Is it Helhem or Helheim? Yeah, I think it's Helheim. Helheim. Sure. Yeah. So this was the old Norse thought. Um, and, uh, yeah. And Helheim is, is the underworld, essentially. Mm -hmm. You know, and, it, and it's, it's that's, that's when you die in combat in the old Norse mythology is that you go to Valhalla and today it, it's, is this embodiment of anybody that's been to combat <clears throat> is able to go to Valhalla because Valhalla today is not always considered combat related, which unfortunately is just not the truth. And in, in the technical, I hate to call it technical definition, but the technical version, if I may, uh, you have to die in combat or because of combat. If you die immediately after, et cetera, et cetera, you can go to Valhalla or Stovacor. Um, but suicide 
it's not the same thing. That's, you don't go to Valheim. Because Helheim is the realm of the dead. And as we know, hell is where souls go to be tortured. And, you know, often the, the, the interpretation is, you'll, you'll see it on social media, you'll see it on, on uh, well, mostly, mostly social media, but you'll see it in the news articles sometimes where it says, hey, until Valhalla, which means you as a soldier, when you go and die in combat, you will go to Valhalla because you died a glorious death in combat, which I don't know. I've been blown up plenty of times in, in combat. And I, there is nothing glorious about dying. You, you, you shit and piss yourself and you lose a leg. You lose tons of blood. I mean, it's it's not. There's nothing glorious about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's you could consider it a mindset as opposed to an actual place, but it does Absolutely. it does give comfort to those of us who are still living sometimes that my X Y Z died in combat trying to do the right thing, save his brothers, his sisters, and he went to Valhalla. But that's just a just justification. It is, and and often. That includes suicide. I mean, because when we say that till Valhalla, we're saying we'll see you again. But as different religions, and as we've already pointed out, no religion condones it. Yeah, and we're not saying for any religion, for anybody who's lost someone to suicide. None of us here uh, are saying that uh, that that people who suicide are going to hell. We're all, we're all leaving that up to God again. So uh, the very definition of, of I'm not thinking clearly, which is why I think that death is my best way out. So if I'm not thinking clearly, you know, again, I'll leave it to theologians to debate and discuss that. But no one sitting around this mic- microphone thinks that if you've lost a loved one to suicide, that there's no chance that they'll be in heaven. That's between you guys and God. And he makes much better judgments than any of us. Definitely more than I, better yeah. than I do. Yeah. Obviously, but yeah, I think I think that anybody who who equates and I, you know I think that phrase till Valhalla, when it was brought in for suicide, were just folks uh, who are struggling with losing someone who maybe didn't have any type of specific belief system um, as a way to comfort themselves, but then that self perpetuates that there is something glorious about that, and and the, the problem is is that if that if that misconception catches on, it can be solace for someone who's thinking about ending their life. Um, and that's just, so again, that's the biggest reason that we bring it up here. Well, and, and we know, Fred, right? Like we know that people that commit suicide are not in the right headspace. Mm-hmm. Their, their, their headspace and timing is completely off. Mm-hmm. And, and for those of you that don't know what headspace and timing is, that's where you work on your weapon to make sure that your weapon has the same right timing so it doesn't blow up in your face. And if you don't have the right headspace and timing in your middle life, you, you're, the rest of your life is probably not going to fall. Suit, anyway. I mean, it's going to be yeah. It's going to be something mental wrong. Illness, mental illness is very real. It's a very real thing. And it'll put you in the wrong frame of mind very quickly if you let it. 
<clears throat> depression will do this to you if you're not careful and you let it run away with you. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's one thing. Um, when I see folks who are depressed, number one, always ask if, if you have concerns that someone, you know, um, is showing some signs of uh, suicide, uh, ideation, um, the fancy term for they're thinking about it. Um, ask them. Cause that's one thing that I, when people come and see me for depression, I'm going to ask them, Hey, have you thought about hurting yourself or hurting anyone else? Not necessarily even killing themselves, but if they thought about harming themselves, well, if I do too good of a job at that, I might go even farther than I thought. And, and sometimes people will. So first of all, anybody, you don't have to be a doc or anybody special. Just ask someone if you see someone who you love or a friend of yours that's struggling. Um, and then depression will try to trick people into how they feel at their worst moments. A depression will try to make them think that that's how they feel. They'll feel every moment the rest of their life, which, again, is not true. Um, and so, again, oh, I was just going to say that the, one of the thing is that um, everyone that, that I have seen in the hospital who attempted suicide um, and survived, uh, with the exception of one person who had uh, different issues, uh, an older lady that had different issues, was glad they were given a second chance. And a friend of mine who uh, shot himself in the chest with a shotgun, but survived the blast long enough to tell his wife that he was really sorry and then wound up dying from his from the injury anyway. So, you know, we don't know all the stories of the folks that were successful that maybe wish they hadn't been successful. So again, don't don't let depression fool you into into making a temporary problem permanent because because you're well, you're, you're right right like because being being depressed does not necessarily make you suicidal no it doesn't but but it's almost like well everyone who drinks alcohol is not an alcoholic but usually if you're an right. alcoholic you, you drink, drink alcohol. you drink alcohol yeah. so most folks right. who, who suicide are struggling with a mental illness with depression being one of those. Absolutely. It could be schizophrenia. It could be bipolar disorder. There's a lot of different mental illnesses, but so yes, there's a lot of folks who walk around with depression who will never kill themselves, but folks who do suicide have some form of mental illness. And, and oftentimes depression is a part of that. Absolutely. And, and being one of those people that I've, you know, there for me, when I got home from, Iraq, there's tons of survivors killed. Like you made it home alive. On the I road. made it home, mm -hmm. and they didn't. Mm -hmm. And for me, there was a there was a bullet in the bottom of every bottle. Now I wasn't actively looking at it that way, but at the same time, I wasn't dis looking at it. Mm -hmm. I was I wasn't away from it. But what I did, but I what I did know is that I had to find somebody that that was would it was able to help me get out of that hole. That was you know because I'm in a I'm in imagine a tree okay and there's and there's the roots right and the roots are strong but 10 feet away from that tree and away from the roots is a gaping hole that you can't climb out of i was able to find that person that said hey in my case it was my team leader from iraq and my now wife it took me a long time hey don't get down in the hole with me and, and that's one of the things that I promise that I'll never do. It's I'm never going to get in the hole with you, but rather give you a hand to help you out of that hole. Mm -hmm. 
And sometimes you get you just gotta find that one person that can do that for you. And it may be more than just one person. It could be several people. But in the in the long run, what you said earlier was depression tricks you. Yes. Yes. And and PTSD as well. PTSD, you know, because a lot of us have been in combat, come back with various degrees of PTSD. I mean, it's just it's hard to go through some of the things because like like I tell patients that I see with PTSD is that the military um, by its very nature inherently puts us in bad situ- situations that are bad for us. Um, you mean, you mean and, being in combat is not yeah, good for yeah, you? Yeah, no, it is generally not good. It's not good but, for your health? So what my goal is for <laughs> everybody, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> in oh, the name, sorry about that's that. That's all right. And, that's good. That's all right. That. Yeah. Uh, so what my goal is for everybody with PTSD Man. is like a scar, right? It's like a scar that I have on my arm and that's usually covered up by um, by shirts that I wear. But maybe one day it's warm. Um, I have rolled up my sleeves and someone next to me sees the scar and they say, oh, my gosh, what happened to your arm? And my goal for folks with PTSD is to get them to the point where they go, oh, yeah, that was really bad for a while. And talking about the scar, that was really bad. But it's, you know, I did some therapy. I I had, you know, I saw a doctor for this and it's doing okay now. So it was bad. But now all I've got left is a scar versus someone who's not been treated saying, oh, my gosh, yeah, that's horrible. My arm hurts me every day. It's never gotten better. I don't think it's ever going to get better. And I just hate it. So PTSD, the treatment for that, same thing. There, there are plenty of organizations, and believe me, working through the government sometimes is not an easy task. And we all, everyone sitting here at this table knows that. Um, but around our young now. Yeah, but um, you know, find someone to work with you if you're still struggling with PTSD. Talk to the VA. There's a lot if, of people willing to help. Yeah. All you have to yes. do is let them know. Just, just let them know. Let them know. Well, and reach out to family and friends. Yeah, because everybody wants to help you, even though sometimes when you're depressed or have PTSD, you'll, again, feel like people would be better off without you. That simply is not true. Simply is not true. Because suicide is selfish. selfish. It is is very selfish. It is the most selfish thing you can do, right? Like, my... My friend, I want to stop my pain, even though I'm <clears throat> causing more pain for everybody else. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. My my friend left left three children behind. Yeah, three beautiful children, and now unfortunately his their mother is gone as well because she died from the same from the from the trauma. Suicide doesn't just kill a person; it kills a family. It's a ripple effect. Mm-hmm. It not only affects you, it stops your pain, regardless of how much pain you have or how much pain you think you have, but your immediate family, your immediate friends, and it ripples out into the effect as each circle widens and goes on, it gets worse and worse and worse because more people are affected. Like we were talking earlier, Tony has not been personally affected by a suicide, but he sees our pain in it. So... He's experiencing our pain. He's known people who have to deal with pain from suicide. And it's something that he has to deal with. And it's not fun. It's not a fun thing. Well, and imagine the person, well, you, 
for instance, you, you have definitely walked in on suicides, right? As a cop, like there you've had to clean up a suicide in a trailer while I'm standing outside and he, 410 bird shot round to the head while I'm standing it, outside. He killed himself. And is that, I mean, that is awful, right? And his, and like his girlfriend, his kids, his not mother-in-law, but the, the girlfriend's mother was standing outside and he tried to blow his head off with a 410 shotgun and it, just bounced around and scrambled everything inside because it was bird shot. Mm-hmm. But we're standing outside when he, when he pulled the trigger. I mean, it, and it's you got who's going to clean that mess up? It's not going to be you. I like you said, it's a cop. I've dealt with a lot of suicides and murders and homicides, and, and yeah, it's 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 an ugly, nasty, horribly uh, bad business. It's uh, something you never want to do, but it's something that you have to deal with. You, you can't just walk away as a cop or a fireman or paramedic. I kind of cop, I mean, fireman, paramedic, are to me, the same thing. They're not, but I put them under the same umbrella. But the military, the cop, the fireman, um, we deal with these things because we have to. And it's trauma for us. It's trauma for our wives when we go home. I, I don't know how many guys' wives that don't know because their husbands want to protect them or their wives don't tell their husbands when they go home that they want to protect them from what we see. And there's a book out there, uh, I'm in love with a cop. And it deals with a woman who wrote a a pretty short book. It's only about 50 or so pages about her trauma dealing with her husband who was a cop and tried to protect her and didn't tell her anything that he saw. And if you ever want to read a book about trauma and how somebody who doesn't know what's going on can, can break a man in nothing flat, Go get that book. I'm in love with a cop. I mean, <clears throat> I'm thinking you'd mentioned the book and it's really good. I'm thinking more of a lighthearted movie. And with the holiday season coming up, um, it's a wonderful life. Um, many people have seen that and it has in there where George Bailey wanted to commit suicide because he didn't think he could handle what was going on. And uh, turned out, if you haven't seen the movie, it's a wonderful holiday movie. But in the end, he realizes that. Hold on, hold on. Spoiler alert. <laughs> we got to say, because somebody's going to get mad that they didn't get a spoiler oh, alert. Sorry. It's a Jimmy Stewart black and white movie from 1940. No, it's like 40, 40 something. 48, yeah. I think. 1940 something. Yeah. 46. I hate to say everybody has seen it, but pretty much everybody has seen yeah, it. Yeah, I'm sure. So, spoiler alert, he not, lives. Yeah. But it's a wonderful movie. <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he realizes he would have done bad. By doing it, he did good by not doing it. Yeah. And, I mean. Good movie to bring up, Tony. Excellent movie. Because even with a suicide note that that's left, there's something always left out for the reason is is never really uncovered why they're they're doing it. Or the loved ones will have survivor guilt. Why wasn't I good enough that I right. could keep this person that I loved from killing themselves? And what I tell everybody who's struggling with depression and who's maybe thinking of suicide, if they have children, is look, you know, again, if you can't hang on for yourself, the one sure way to set your kids up for years of therapy is have one of their parents kill themselves. It'll just, because they'll want to blame themselves again. Kids are very, unfortunately, good at internalizing uh, struggles, other people's struggles. It must have been my fault. It must have been this. It must have been that. Um, 
and and a guy who was struggling with his teenage daughter's death. You know, she got killed in a car wreck, and that sent him in a tailspin for a long time. And again, would she want her accidental death to be the reason that your life is derailed for the next ten years? And he he realizes, no, of course not. Well, then. Why are you doing this to yourself? You know, again, let's get you help. And, that, you and that's the question, right? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? 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 Yeah. No suicide note equals more yeah. un, undisclosed yeah. trauma. Yeah. And you don't have closure, right? Like, you don't – it's just speculation at that point. It's just like, hey, what are you doing? What, why did my – whoever why? kill himself? What did I do – to make him do it. Mm-hmm. What possibly did I miss? I must have missed something. There must have been some warning signs. How could I possibly have not seen this? And on that quick little brief note, if I may, if you see someone out there, they're in turmoil, they're in agony, and, and they're just going through all sorts of hell, and all of a sudden they're calm, cool, collected, everything is peaceful, look at them very closely kind of means that they've made a decision and I'm going to guess it's not a good one because then they start giving away their prized possession. Let's say they have uh, a Mickey Mantle uh, catcher's mitt that their father gave them or their grandfather gave them and it's a prized possession. They'd never let this thing out of their sight and they give it to their best friend. Here, hold this for me. I want you to have it. Those are two pretty big warning signs. One, turmoil and chaos are all of a sudden they're at peace. And another, giving away prized possessions. There are more, but those are probably mm-hmm. two of the more common ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wouldn't you say so, Fred? Yeah, definitely. Um, for those of you who are too young to know who Mickey Mantle is, Google him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and just remember, he was a center That's fielder. Right. He was like not Derek a catcher, Jeter, but probably even better than Jeter and if, was. And, and if, if you don't know who Derek Jeter is, God love you. <laughs> and, and, and if you think he's on a commercial now, <laughs> and if you think that Mickey Mantle had a had a uh, Hey, Kedger's mitt? Yeah. You got a forgery. That's right. That's right. <laughs> He's a center fielder. <laughs> so much for that metaphor. Now, huh? now Yogi Berra, on the other hand. Yes, yes. God love and again, you, Jeff. Google him, because we're old. <laughs> well, Robert Redford was a catcher in one of the movies, so yeah. obviously yes. his catcher's mitt yeah. would be worth money. Yeah. I mean, and, and obviously, look, obviously a lot of these things are our, our theological opinions. Most of us, all of us here are Christians. So we believe that, that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins and that every sin is forgivable through Christ that you ask for. Now, other opinions may vary. We are not here to, to disperse judgment or disperse uh, character. We are here to simply say, don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Whether you look at it from a religious or because even if you're not Christian, but you believe in something else, um, again, most of, of the religions of the world don't like suicide. Um, and even if you have no belief system, again, then it's everything that else that we've talked about with family, friends. Uh, none of us are an island. Uh, um, Tony said earlier um, before we came on air. So, so, you know, again, your death will affect so many more people than you realize at that moment and no one is better off without you Um, so don't do that just because you want to stop the pain that you're having which 
it is understandable that, that you want to stop pain you're having. It causes immensely more pain for so many other people. And it's, it's not going to help you. It's not going to help them. And like Fred said a minute ago, I mean, if you want to set up your kids for a lifetime of therapy, what did I do to make daddy or mommy do this? Mm -hmm. I mean, there you go. If, if no better reason to not do it, that one right there. And if you don't have kids, because I have uh, a stepson who had a friend who uh, suicided, this guy actually did have two small children, but it affects uh, my stepson to this day. You know, four years later, um, he thinks about his friend all the time. So even if you don't have a spouse or children uh, or parents for that reason, you, you have people who care and love about you. So no one lives in a vacuum. No one lives on, on their own. Um, get the, Reach out. People want to help you. Reach out. And if you have a friend that are displaying tendencies that you wouldn't necessarily call normal, say you have a friend that starts giving away his Mickey Mantle center field glove. Had a baseball bat, too. He did have a baseball bat. Lots of baseball bats. Yeah. Boom. Or or a prized possession that he wants to give away. Here, let me give you this blanket that my Nana gave me. It's a comfortable blanket. Here's a Barrett 50 Cal Model 107 that I dearly love. Here, have it. After I use it. Right? Like that. Well, <laughs> you know, they might use go with something else. Right. I. It, it, it's not something you can just kind of poke your head into. True. And trigger it. I mean... That being said, though, I'm glad that you brought that up because... Because you have a 50 cal Barrett model of 107 you want to give me? No. But I have a... But one of my very dear friends, I had to pull a, a 50 cal out of, his, out of his mouth. It was a, it was a uh, bolt action 50 cal that he had to pull out. I pulled out of his mouth, literally, and called the cops, took him to the place, and it's right there is where I realized that, hey... <clears throat> Fahala is not the answer. That and that was that was years ago. You know this friend. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, we all know this friend. And who will remain nameless? Who will? Because today he's still alive and he's still a good guy, great guy. Mm -hmm. Loving to death. And he, and he rides. He rides with us and he talks with us. And unfortunately, he still has his demons. But don't we all? We all have our demons, just some bigger than others. But he. Has dealt with them now, and is dealing. And yeah. So, so again, that's that's the don't. It can seem like it's a permanent problem. It usually is not. So, don't take a permanent solution as something that will be temporary. I mean, and that and that's the hardest thing, right? Like, it, and it, and I don't care what your age is in this. Listening to this, there's something to be said that because suicides don't stop at a certain age. They don't start at a certain age. If you see somebody is being bullied, first off, kick the bully's ass. Secondly, go and and talk to the person that's being bullied. Hey, you know that you're worth something. You're worth something to me. Because those words right there, they mean more than anything that anybody's ever told them. Is that you, because if that person takes that next step logically thinking. Logically thinking is not logical and that depression can take hold and it can create doubt, self-doubt, 
and it can create the self this this most selfish act ever. Let's not do that. I mean, as we've and as we look back at everything that we've talked about here today, and as we wrap up here, we know that life is more important than anything because two people created us and we are molded in the image of God. Life is irreparable. There is nothing better than life. We love each other because we are alive. We love each other because we know that we have each other's back. If we have no body, we have no soul. If we have no soul, we have no body. Really? Like that, we did song titles an episode or two ago. And there's one, nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure somewhere out there has seen the trouble you've seen. They yeah. know the trouble. Um, nothing is new under the sun. Nothing is yeah. new. Somebody knows it. Somebody's been through something similar, at least. There was a girl, uh, one specific girl I talked out of suicide when I was a police officer. Um, about a year ago, she posted on Facebook. It was like the fifth anniversary that she got to live because she was going to commit suicide. And I talked to her and I basically talked her out of it, for lack of a better term. And she publicly thanked me naming me specifically on Facebook for saving her life five years ago today. This is roughly a year ago. And I private messenger and I said, this is very cool, but are you sure you want to do this? I mean, I think it's already done. I mean, you can't undo it. It's already out there, but I really appreciated it. I mean, I, I really do. I mean, I, I am proud of the fact, but I, I don't tell people I did this. Mm-hmm. And she goes, well, for other people who are going out there, what I went through, when I was in trouble, you talked to me. The least I can do is talk to them. And I thought that was very apropos. That was very cool of her. And and it made me, as the old saying goes, I got a warm fuzzy. It was really nice to know, publicly be acknowledged for what I had done for her. It was unnecessary, but it was nice that she did sure. it. Sure. And she was trying to pay it back, if you will, to other people who were out there. And we know that, you know, we talked about Christianity, Muslims, Judaism, Shintos, and there's you know, Hindus and others that we, there's so many religions that we haven't brought it, but we'd also know that not, not one of these value death over life. Everyone values life over death. And so we, we want you to remember if you don't have, if you don't have something, you don't have someone. First off, there's us. We're here for you. The common veterans are here for you. Freedomsystem.org is here for you. But find a church a church will find you and i'm not talking about an occult occults don't matter in this in this we don't we don't it hasn't been around for a thousand or so years it's uh yeah it's been around oh they've been around for 50 years uh, yeah that's not it that's not a real religion right i mean remember valhalla is only a norse Mythology. Yeah, it's a myth. Myth. Mm-hmm. We don't know that it's real, but we do know that death is. We know that death will take from us. Death will take from you. Death will take from everybody, and it doesn't give back. Death does not give back. It is the most 
selfish escape from selfish pain that you can do. Now that I'll get off myself, my high horse. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. I'm sorry. Did you say something, Kenny? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So again, where to get help? Um, the National Suicide Hotline at one eight hundred two seven three talk or one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. The Veteran Suicide Hotline dial nine eight eight option one nine one one. As always, you know the dispatch people there are trained to help folks who uh, are thinking about hurting themselves. Um, uh, as Kenny said, freedomsystem.org, uh, the Vet Center, 22, and no, un, 22 until none, excuse me, and then any other veterans organizations. Uh, if you're listening as a veteran or if you're just listening as a person, there's everybody wants to help you. Let someone know. Let someone know. And if you know somebody that needs the help, Help them. Yeah. And if you don't feel capable of that, reach out to any one of those. And for young people that have had, and I'm usually talking now to teenagers who get put in the situation where a friend tells you that they're thinking about killing themselves, but you aren't to tell anybody else, tell, tell someone else, tell, tell an adult, tell that, that person's, you know, yes, your friend might be mad at you for a little while, but again, that will pass. Um, you're not, you know, it would be like your friend saying, Hey, can you take my appendix out? Cause I don't want to go see this other doctor. All right. You're just not equipped yet to handle that kind of thing. So get them in touch with someone who is better to have them pissed at you and yeah. alive. Yes. Than happy with you in debt. Yes. Yes. And I don't know how they could be happy with you if they're dead. Yeah, exactly. Well, nobody's happy with me. Anyhow, ask any of my ex-girlfriends. I mean, Tony, you're his ex-girlfriend. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, as I said before, I only do girls yeah. now. Not in bed with the Air Force. <laughs> and thank you for it. Because yeah. you were in the Navy. All right. On that note, our yeah. next episode, we will be talking about having friends in low places, places where the whiskey drowns and, and the beer chases the soldiers away <laughs> and the navy seamen <laughs> the vfw the dav the american legion the marine corps league and other fraternal organizations are out there for veterans we're going to break down the organizations talk to the members and the benefits of a camaraderie that these programs provide the common veterans present Represent freedomsystem.org's martial arts and mountain bike association, and more, and more yet to come. At this point, we were going to sign off, and until next time, we are the, the common, common veterans. veterans.